Hi, this is Patty Negri, and you're listening to The Witching Hour on My Paranormal Network. Hi, welcome to The Witching Hour. I am Patty Negri, psychic, medium, and good witch, and I am your host for this hour journey into the other world. You might recognize me from my regular appearances on Travel Channel's Ghost Adventures, or from my other appearances, or from my book, Old World Magic for the Modern World. But this is my baby. This is The Witching Hour. What's The Witching Hour, you might say? Well, actually, it's really late at night. It's somewhere between midnight or 3 a.m. when the veil is the thinnest and magic happens. But this witching hour is about you. This witching hour is about bringing that magic into your life with empowering, useful, fun, magical information. And this witching hour is whenever you happen to be listening to this podcast. So there you go. Um, Every week I am going to bring you my lifetime of spiritual experiences, education, and the paranormal. But the good part is my amazing guests. I'm gonna bring you the leaders and experts in their field from all over the world. Thought-provoking, entertaining, and informational chats with people who are the absolute best in magic, spirituality, and the occult and all things supernatural. So thank you for joining me here on The Witching Hour. Sit back, relax, and let's journey together because I have an amazing, amazing guest for you. I am bringing him back because he was so darn good. So let me tell you about him right now. My beautiful guest, Orion Foxwood. Orion is a traditional witch, conjure man, and fairy seer, self-appointed echo magical activist, and the author of several really amazing books. He was born with the veil, or second sight, of the Shenandoah Valley of Virginia, where he was first exposed to faith healing, root doctoring, fairy lore, and the second sight practices of Southern and Appalachian culture. And he has continued learning and teaching these spirit doctoring practices in workshops, intensive lectures in America and all around the world. So let me introduce, there's so much I could take for like three hours on his bio, but I'm going to put all that information and I'm going to send you to his website. But for now, let me introduce you to my friend and one of the most magical and Ah, charmed people I've ever known. Orion Foxwood. Welcome, Orion. Well, hello, Patty. Thank you for having me back on. Your oh. your show and you are awesome. Thank you for the work you're doing in the world. Thank you. Thank you. And right back at you, my friend, because the magic that you are bringing into the world, I know that's what we're both out there to do, let people to know how amazing they are. But you, there is nobody who does it in such a romantic and magical way as you of all the people I know around the world. Um, so so I know that you, we are entering into a new year. We are entering into a new year from a kind of a tumultuous year behind us. So, and I know that you do a lot of threshold work and thresholds work, which we are kind of at one. So what is your thoughts about what we're coming into or what we can do? Well, wow, wow, so much. <laughs> you did go through a tumultuous year. It's um, a lot of my friends are saying they've canceled 2020. It never happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you know what? If if you're going, let's say you have a slingshot, right? And you want to, I don't know, you're trying to hit a target, and that target's way over yonder, right? Well, the trajectory that you have to get, you have to pull to, you have to pull that that slingshot the opposite direction where you want to go to create structural tension. And then when you let it go, it goes. 
this last year was about structural tension. It was about uh, finding ourselves pulled in the directions, in some ways, the opposite direction that we want to go, which forces us to look deep and go, but where do we want to go? When, what is the destiny we want to co-create together, right? And right now, this time is not allowing anybody to be a spectator. This is life is not a spectator sport. It's totally participatory right now. And so I think reflecting on, yeah, it was a challenge and it was difficult. And uh, we got uh, we got hit with our vulnerabilities too. you know, the, the coronavirus has certainly taught us about the power of the invisible, you know, and it's taught us about what it takes to take care of each other. You know, I got to love your breath as much as I love my breath. If I don't then we're probably not going to do well, right? So I like that message that I have to take care of your breath and my breath. And the breath is the breath of being. So with, there should be at this point lots of compassion, lots of wisdom, <clears throat> lots of love for home, <clears throat> excuse me, and uh, a clarity about what's important. Okay, so with all this energy, what do we do with it? What we've created from this last year and the, the energy that was created What's a good positive use for it? Or, or what would you do it in your traditions? A great question, first of all. And um, I have a saying, and that is, witches don't get hopeful. They get magical. <laughs> you know? And magic is the art of conscious creation, right? So last year, and, and also I'm a seer. So when I step back and I look through a seer's eyes, I look through the witch's eyes, right? I can see all the forces at play this past year. What's happening is we're having to weed our underbrush a little bit. We're having to not look away from the things, the sort of weeds down at the base of the garden or the grubs that are in the roots, right? You know, we saw that Black Lives Matter where our black community really needs us to witness their pain, hear it, honor it, and then heal it together. That, with that coming up this year, then coronavirus coming up. Coronavirus taught us about vulnerability. And that also taught us about home and it taught us about when the breath. Like, I love it that I stay home to care for my breath. And I put on a mask to care for yours and yours and yours and everyone out there. So meaning if we really do the prevention stuff, we're caring for breath, the breath of being, you know. And so there's so much we can reflect on. There were losses. There were losses. There were deaths. And, and that's very tragic. And that is very sad. But we have to honor those deaths with what we do with it, right? So that the, the people who died, it not be in, in vain, right? So I'm hoping that as we stand here, we start assessing, right, what, what was taken from us, that we also look at what was given to us. Like we got wisdom. We know we got to take care of the elders better. Yes. You know? And so the angst, the the possibilities and the losses all of it is a lot of great energy right and so i think that this year if nothing else it will not allow us to be complacent again about our voting about anything right it'll it taught us that if what something's happening to my ladies for instance in the world that's unfair and wrong it is happening to me too you know we are we are all sisters and brothers of one mother and her name is, is planet earth so as we assess and we pull, what did we learn? And what do we never want to repeat again, right? That should build a type of power. Now, the, we are standing like right now as we, we're getting closer and closer to midnight, 
We're standing in a place that is no longer claimed by yesterday and no longer and not claimed by tomorrow yet. So this is the place of possibilities. When my elders used to teach me about being at that place, that crossroads, right? Uh, and that crossroads of offering all kinds of options. She would say no option owns the center of the crossroads. That's that's the no place. That's the, the secret place. And she would also tell me that when we were sitting at a crossroads, whether it's literally a crossroads, you know, where roads meet, or whether it's a bridge over water, which is one of the most powerful ones, or whether it's at the crossroads of the years, right? Then uh, we are sitting in the body of a God. Mm. And that God is the Lord of the crossroads. So we are sitting in the body of a God, surrounded in the powers of potentiality. Are we going to sit and go, oh, I have horrible dreams of what tomorrow could be. I don't just dream of, if I have a nightmare about what tomorrow could bring, I change tomorrow. You know, if, if, if it's, you know, if it's, if it's a healthy, sometimes we have nightmares that are bad that are good, meaning, you know, night, end, endings of things that need to end. Right now, can I do a little magic with everybody? Oh, yes. We would love your magic. I'd yes. love it. Okay, everyone, I want you to just follow with me a little bit. You can do it with your eyes closed or your eyes open. But more than visualize, I want you to sense and feel the presence of the things that I speak you through. Be aware of the sun and the moon and the stars and the heavens above. That all of us are on this wonderful earth, circling around the sun with our our solar system as we're going through the cosmos. And as we do, the light is passing through us. And one of those streams of light becomes you, me, Patty. So be aware of the ever-arriving pulse of the stars above you that descends like a waterfall of light. Now be aware of the below. Oh, so many good things that come from below. Our food, the wood for our shelter, the minerals for our very bodies and the bodies of our children and all those we love. The earth is so generous and so giving and also in the earth is the digested wisdom of everyone and everything that has ever lived. The soil, and deeper the stone, and the hidden waterways, and deeper yet, the star that burns at the center of our world, the closest stars just beneath your feet. So pulsing, rising from below is the giving tide of earth, pulsing like a blue and silver water, uh, fountain that pulses undulating up with the wisdom, the extracted wisdom of the ancestors and blessings come into our heart. And we are aware of all the food and water, just all the wonderful things, especially now when we've been quarantined. If it wasn't for Earth, we'd have no home to be safe in. So let that rise to your heart. Be aware of the blessings of Earth and of the heavens now as they commingle in your center. Now be aware of a direction before you, behind you, to your left and to your right. Behind you is the past. You who arrived at this moment on the velocity of the past. You have arrived at this moment by choices, by actions, by life. And that velocity that is behind you 
It's not just this life. It is since you stepped out from the stars themselves as a star pulse that became you. So just be aware of that past behind you all the way to now, all the way to a moment ago. The moment I mention it, it's already there. Now before you is the unclaimed future. Before you is 2021, 22, 23 and on, waiting to be claimed, waiting to be shaped. Now to your left, rising up from the memory of the blood and the bone and the soil, are the wisdom mothers, the mothers of magic, the unknown witches and seeresses and prophetesses, wise grandmothers. They rise up from not just this life, but all lives you've had in this, this place called Earth School. They rise up from the blood, the memory in your blood of your ancestors of blood, from the bone, out of your bones, made of chelated calcium, which comes from fossilized remains of other living things, comes the mothers that are not even human. And out of the soil comes that which summoned you to be or live where you are now. The wisdom of mothers that's in the soil where you are. They come together as one lineage. As they rise, they place their left hand under your left elbow. Their right hand at your left shoulder blade to oppose you. You can feel you never walk alone. To the right, rising up from the memory of the blood, the bone, and the soil, the fathers of wisdom. The shamans, the medicine men, the magicians, the wise men of great renown, and the grandfathers, wise and gentle. They rise up from the blood, the bone, and the soil. As you do, you could feel a lineage of these men of wisdom and magic. And they place their left hand at your right shoulder blade. Their right hand under your right elbow. Now you can feel the mothers to the left, the fathers to the right, our hands, their hands. For our hands now are reaching into the future, but our past is filled with those who passed us into life with their hands. You and I, we never walk alone. As we contemplate stepping into the future, we step in not just as our individual selves, but as lineages of the blood, of the bone and soil, of spiritual lineages, of many lineages. Now, as we sit here, be aware of your breath and your heartbeat. These are the mother and father places in your body. See, we all yearn to be in the loving presence of the mother of all life, the father of all life. Yet they're ever with us. So in your breath, you feel yourself breathing in space, breathing out space. Eternity breathing you and you breathing it. Our breath is how we shape eternity and how it shapes us. And yes, breath, the breathing spaces that gave birth to even the stars is the mother of all. So how could we ever be distanced from the mother that we love? And in her name, we even pardon the mothers we know that we have expected to be the mother of all, but no one could be the mother of all but she. We bless our mothers. 
for all they've given. We feel that loving, pulsing breath move in and out of us in an ancient undulating rhythm. Be aware now that with each breath, we take and release, we cast a spell of love and peace. Now be aware of your heartbeat, a different kind of lung. It breathes light. With each pulse in, it, rot, it goes deep into our inner nature, where it touches a piece of the original star, the first star ever lit on the altar of heaven. With each pulse outward, it beats that light throughout the galaxy of our bodies. With each beat inward, it touches original innocence. With each beat outward, passes that innocence throughout our body, bringing healing and restoration. And our heart is the father of stars, the star father, the igniter of life. In our breath is she who breathes forth all, even the stars. Feel those two come together, and as they do, you emerge. They form the twin parts of your center, your center made of breathing starlight. And you are a child of promise. Now we stand at the seven directions, ready to co-create our future. Now in a moment, I'm going to lead you on the piece of this where you feel the momentum, the power of your past, including the losses over the year, the challenges. Feel that if it's anger, feel the power rise up inside you that you can use that anger. What a frustration, all of its energy. We're alchemists of energy. And just be aware of your past this year, the years prior, maybe the lives prior. And feel it building up behind you like the potent power for the liftoff of a missile. Now, be aware that that continues to build as you look into the future. What is the future you want? You can't say that I don't want this and I don't want this without saying I want this. What does it look like? Is it peaceful? Are we co-creative? Are we healing our people? Are we healing the communities most hurt in the history of our country so we can heal those wounds together? Are we aware that we are sisters and brothers of one mother? Look to the future. And as you do, sense the vision of the world you want. Feel it as if it is now. By keeping that in mind, it will lead you through a three count. And then we're going to cast the golden cord of the past, the extracted wisdom and power of the past to the future and lasso that vision so it can pull us towards it and we can pull it towards us. It feels like everybody's ready. Hold inside you that vision of the future, what you want. On the count of one, your hands go back behind you. You can feel a cord starting to build of power. This is the extracted wisdom and potency of your past. You have been many things in many places over much time. This is a potent reservoir of power. Feel that extracted wisdom like the threads through a pearl in your hands and it's beginning to shake. It's filling with power. It wants to be set loose. On the count of two, that energy is building 
like an electric cord that's just whipping all over the place. Now, are you ready? Because I'm going to say that other number in a minute. Feel the presence of the future you desire. And three, cast that cord forward through time as it loops around that vision. You can feel your vision holding on to that loop. Now, there is a casted power between you and it. And we feel the mothers and fathers to the left and to the right. They instruct us. Let go. We'll hold that cord in place for you. You just keep walking towards it. Let it summon you and let you summon it. And the above and the below, the four directions. And the child of light within you made of breathing space and starlight. They come together as a oneness. And you are the crossroads where all magic begins and all magic ends. And for this golden cord we sent forward. It is now in a place of timeless, untouchable by others. And so to, to bind this in place that none may harm it, I call to earth to bind this spell and air speed its travel well. Fire give it spirit from above and water quench our spell with love. This charge is true and proper it be. Side and will. We do will. So mote it be. So mote it be. That is something we can do. I call that the co-creation of an intentional future. So often, and you probably hear this too, you hear people going, I don't like this, I don't like this, I'm so afraid right now, I'm so worried. And I say, well, the more attention you give to that which you don't desire, the more it harbors emotion in you and you attract it. Notice it. The physical realm is for noticing as a symptom, so it advises you on what to work on. You know, don't be caught in the, you're magical people. Don't get caught in the headlights. You know, and, and in shows like this, we can help. I just feel like I really had a beautiful little vacation there, a vacation in spirit. Thank you, Orion. And you do, your way with words, besides the spirit, and how that you can really get it so we can get it visually, your rhyming ability, you're, you, are, you are a charmed one, speaker. Tell people about that. A lot of my people do not know a whole lot about both the fairy path, the fairy seer path, and your, your charmed way of being. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. It's funny because that's what the elders referred to me as. When I, was a, cause when I was a little boy, there was a, a couple of elders, this old man who'd come down out of Blue Ridge and have coffee with my mom and bring me ginger snap cookies, which I loved. And... Um, and it would lead me with charms, would teach me little charms, little sayings, right? And they recognized that I already had this, uh, a mind for them, a mind for remembering them. Uh, in fact, I don't know if I've shared it the last time I was on, there was this charm. This man gave me the first charm, and I remembered it. Mom didn't like it because it had the word witchcraft in it. But it was to make it rain. And where you uh, dipped a, a rag in and water, and then uh, you were hitting a rock, basically, with the rag, mimicking the, the storms, uh, a lightning storm coming down. And that, that charm was, I abjure the blood and all its stains to blacken the skies and witchcraft's name to raise the wind and bell the dame. And then you'd whip it around and bring the rain and bring the rain. And that was the first I ever learned. And what I didn't know is he was testing me to see if I, if I could remember it. And I was only a little, I was a little boy, maybe seven. And I did, you know, and so he gave me more, you know, and so that started it. And then when I got my teachers in the craft, 
uh, one of whom is a, is a seventh generation hereditary witch, and, and uh, who lived by for the spell, before the spell to work every time, best the spell be spake in rhyme. You know, it's because it funnels power. And so uh, I've just I've had a love for that part of the of the craft. Um, and interestingly, there's something about the charming witch, the witch that has the incantations, no matter where I am and what kind of setting. Right. If they say, Ryan, will you come forward and give a blessing from your tradition or the traditions that you carry? And I do one of the charms. It's like you watch everyone's eyes light up. They're like, oh, magic is here. It's so archetypal. Right. Yeah. And it, it, it even restores a childlike wonder. It's a, it's I've, I've been so grateful to carry these. Yeah, it's it, it's the the sound of it, the rhyme of it, that that truly is magic. We know that even even science is showing us the sound, the cadence, the movement. You know, sound affects us, music affects us. We play chimes and bells and gongs and music to invigorate, music to relax, music to frustrate, music to all that. And there's something about again your voice work that you, as you said, it's your pneuma, it's your breath coming out, it's everything. And and going into that rhyming and cadence. To me, that is the most magical of magic. And I'm sad that so many traditions don't honor that and don't. I actually, I do not have your gift and I'm not of your full tradition, but I really try to rhyme because it just coheves it. What do you think that is? Well, there's a few things. What the elders told me was when we rhyme, and it builds a cycle, right? So they said, you got to understand your, your cycling power, right? And so what happens is, let's say um, I go into a place and someone needs healing, Okay. And I don't go, oh, they're hurting, how horrible. I go, oh, an opportunity to be a vessel of healing magic, right? And then I step into a rhyme, right? This one is what, uh, this is the spell that I intone, flesh to flesh and bone to bone, sinew to sinew and vein to vein, and each shall be whole again. And so what happens is I, I'm, in, I'm inspired into action, right, by the need. And in that then, I ignite the, the, the circular movement, this whirlwind that starts up of, of the charm. Before you know it, the charm in its sound has also moved both of us into a magical space. You know, because at that point you feel something is happening. And then when a charm is recited, you also are reciting along with the breath of everyone who has ever breathed that. Mm. And some of these charms are like a couple thousand or more years old. Some of them are very, very old. And so... There's the accumulated power. Um, I think that's a part of it. I think there is a hypnotic version to it too, because especially the cycling ones, you know, the cycle, cycle, the very cycling ones that that go woof, woof. I mean, you can feel it, and then the witch will rock. That's the riding of of the witch's flight as well. So, and then I think. Uh, we can never thank Shakespeare enough because <laughs> you know, he built an archetype for us, you know. Yes. So thank you for that. And I'm trying to keep it alive. And, and, and I have a number of witches that, that study it from me. And I'd love to see more of them and to get this old art and keep it alive. Yeah. And I, I'm going to end up sitting at your feet one of these days really oh. to learn this more, too, because I'm just so drawn to it and so taken to it. So magical. You know, the, I, I just thought of some, some more of the old New Year's things. If, if okay, I, please. Well, this one is so charming. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so you can still do it too, y'all. So here's what you need to do. You need to get some food together. Even if it's you haven't gone out to the grocery store, fix some little meal 
This is for a guest that you want to welcome. Okay. So at midnight, after everyone's done going, yay, you know, the ball's dropped and all that, then what you do, and it's especially fun if someone's there at your house, you stop and you go, did y'all hear that? And they'll be like, hear what? I heard a door knock. Did you? No, but you could bet someone is going to say, or someone's will go, yeah, I, I did hear a door knock. You go, I wonder who that could be. I, I don't I think all of my guests are here or anyone who should be here. Well, one moment. You go to the door and you open the door and go, oh, spirits of good fortune. You're here. I didn't think you would arrive in time. Oh, come on in. As a matter of fact, we fix food for you. Come in, sup with us, and stay for the year. That's beautiful. Old practice. And you open the door, right, and you let them in. And they come in. You have the food there with them. In fact, you could take it even further where you have, if you have people at your home, six-foot distance, of course, <laughs> you you have them toast to, to the spirits of good fortune. Um, you have everyone talking in a past tense way of thanking them for all the blessings of the year and the blessings they're bringing and that our home is your home. And it's very, very powerful to do this. That is beautiful. What are some other charms, again, getting beyond New Year's, that you could, that people could bring into their lives, into their homes? Is there anything like that? Just, okay, our day-to-day -day living, we're going on with life, either little practices. I, that, to me, is this, the perfection Ooh. and simplicity of it. Well, here's something else for tonight with a charm. If you got a candle, a white candle will do, nothing real fancy. And you need to dress it. Uh, preferably with some uh, power oil that you have, some magical oil, but it doesn't have to be. If you have either, uh, you have some uh, olive oil, olive oil is so magical and it works. And if nothing else, if you don't have anything else, don't get grossed out by what I'm about to say. Pray on the thing that you wish to create and then take a little bit of your prayer spit and anoint your candle. That's a very old fashioned way. Yes. Okay. And so then hold your candle, envisioning it wedged between. 2020 and 2021 and then I want you to think about all those things that you want to have happen even the golden cord that you just cast and then feel that well up inside you and place that candle to your third eye and see the fulfillment of your dreams and then when you're ready I want you to light a candle if you have some angelica root you don't have to but if you have some sprinkle it around that candle Angelica root protects. It keeps the bad away and keeps the good in. And then I want you to uh, get ready to ignite that candle with this incantation. I'll say it fast and slow. Okay. So you stop a minute holding your candle. Feel that same light that we felt earlier from above. As we pass through the stars, it's as a golden waterfall coming down to your taper. Feel that light coming up from above. A waterfall, I mean, that fountain of blue and silver flame coming up to your candle. Then I want you to look into that candle, right? Look through the little doorway in the middle of the flame. That's the magic place. That's why we use flame, because that is the portal through which all magic can come. And remember, fire is the closest thing on earth to the stars. It's mm. plasma. Okay, so then you hold that candle up. 
in some traditions, you feel the Archangel Michael with a, with a torch reaching down and touching his fire to your fire. Isn't that lovely? With us, we reach up and we feel this fire partaking of the original fire that lit the first candle on the altar of heaven, meaning the first star, the father star of all. Then you bring that down to get ready to light your candle. So you got a taper and then you got your regular candle. So you look into that fire and you start chanting, holy flame, holy fire, grant to me my heart's desire. Holy fire, holy flame, granted in the old one's name. And then you keep that going, holy flame, holy fire, grant to me my heart's desire, holy fire, holy flame, granted in the old one's name. That just lit an unseen candle for all of us. I then, feel it. <laughs> you felt that. And so, y'all, while this unseen candle is lit, so you can have that charm. The next one I'm doing, I can't give to you because it will take a long time. But so that the first one, the one I just did, holy flame, holy fire. Grant to me or to us our heart's desire. Holy fire, holy flame, granted in the old one's name. The old one meaning the God, the great mother, you know, the, the first begotten of all, or not first begotten, the source. Yes. Okay. And then this one I'm doing for all of us, since we lit this unseen candle for us at the thresholds. Candle burning in the night with thy flames enchanted. By all the power of magic right, may all your wishes be granted. As his candle sheds its gleam upon this mystic hour, let the fulfillment of your dreams gather secret power. Flame of magic brightly burn, O spirit of the fire. Let the wheel of fortune turn and grant you your desire. Let this be written into the book of the law that none may rend asunder as it is, as it was as it ever shall be. Ah, little, little magic. A beautiful so, magic. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, again, I, I just want to just melt. So thank you for that. I'm not going to melt right now, though. I can't melt. <laughs> I still have a show to do. Um, so tell us a little, again, I, I could just have you just speak for the whole rest of the time. Tell everybody, a lot of my people don't know a lot about the fairy path. What is a fairy seer? What is the fairy path, you know, in, you know, broadish terms? Sure, sure. And there are many, the thing about fairy is you need to understand there are many traditions, all right? But the core tradition of fairy has to do with the unseen company, the good neighbors, the Yatolwath Teg, the people of peace, known by many names, a parallel dimension of life with luminous beings that live much longer than we, but sometimes mirror our life, or mirror our world. They have children, they do die, you know, that mean the fair ones. And they're called fair ones because they're the color of starlight. Mm. And really, ultimately, they are the angels in the land, you know? Very powerful. The fairy tradition is an animistic tradition. So, you know, with traditions of, of, of spirituality, although they would have never thought this as a tradition of spirituality, they just would have thought of it as this, this just how you live. Um, the, we have pantheism, polytheism, paganism, monotheism, but the oldest of all of them is animism. And animism is that everything is alive, that there is a life that runs through all, right? And fairy tradition comes from that very much about living in a partnership with the unseen side of, of Earth. And if, if you know your science, 
most of Earth is not particle at all. It's mostly space. It's yeah. mostly in between the particles of soil and substance is the fairy realms, is the earth of light. This is the earth of stone and bone. That's the earth of light. So it's uh, the dimensions. Fairy is about, they would have used these big words, but uh, the other dimensions of earth's life and the secret commonwealth that lives there. Um, these beings are the, they are magic soul, you know, and so um, they've been part of my life since I can remember, you know, it was a part of some of the Appalachian stuff I grew up with. They called them the cousins. Hmm. Where I grew up, if you said, someone said, hey, what you doing this weekend? And you said, well, I'm going to go see the cousins. And they might say, well, which ones? And if you said, oh, the cousins in the holler, you're going to see bloodkin family. But if you said the cousins in the woods, they would just go, hmm. Yeah. Hmm. You know, and uh, that meant you were going into the woods uh, to speak with or whatever, make you know, make honor with or to make offerings with. Now, I first was exposed to it uh, as a little boy by that man I mentioned who gave me the first charm. And I'll never forget, he said, my, they call me Mike back home. It's my middle name's Mike. He said, uh, <clears throat> this guy says, have narrow tooth in his mouth. Mac? You got to make right with them folk. Them folk being the fair ones. Them folk can snatch your prayers before they reach the ears of God. They're the original ancestors. We're the visitors. When we break the laws of nature, we can't pray to God to help us and fix it. Because he don't know how. He gave the world to them. Isn't that powerful? That is beautiful. I was... I don't even know how young I had five maybe something like that and mom wrote it all down I didn't have it memorized right until later I memorized mom said this is important and I memorized it you know so fairy tradition is deep and there's many variants of it around the country the one that I practice is more connected to the folkloric fairy tradition which is of my love and with contemporary developments because we're not living 200 300 500 years ago we're living now Many of the senses that we had, we had the senses that we had, along with the cognitive development that we developed into, we will be, we would be dynamos. And so right now, in fact, we have to go back and do some healing of the ancestral stream, which I would love to do on your show sometime. If you yes. Because we cannot curse the roots and bless the fruits. So we have to heal that stream and also bring the wisdom we once had when our senses could feel the relationship between uh, us, the stars, the, the, the plants, the animals, you know. Um, now we live in a place where we, we go to a stream and we pee upstream and wonder why the stream is bitter downstream. <laughs> we taste the water, you know, um, and we're yearning for that connectedness. Yeah. I believe that the pagan movement, earth religion uh, movements, all has happened because we're the ancestral part of us is calling us back you know and if we bring those roots back to the wing to the wings that we have we're going to be incredible so for me fairy tradition is a way of doing that and teaching people all over the world you know through the practices of the, the lore the practices it's a whole paradigm really yeah and it's a, hmm? 
I'm sorry. And it's it, no, no, and it's a beautiful paradigm because it's it is again so elemental, so earth based in in what it is, and then it's bringing that the magic of the the deity within it. It's it's not just one. It's just ah. Well, you know what? Most everybody will ever encounter has got blood in some way to them. These were the first. These were the luminous ancestors of the planet. They're still alive, especially in the vision of, of the paradisical vision of Earth's original innocence, right? And so, and children, they perceive of this all the time. Tonight, those of you who do magic, leave a little offering for the good people. It doesn't have to be something big, just have it be of the heart. And if you don't have, sing for them. Sing for them. There's a saying, comes from, uh, comes from, I think it was Tam Lin, but I may be wrong, valid. But uh, there's a charm in it that goes, meddle and meddle with the fiends of hell, and a weirdless white you'll be. But taken land with the fairy men, you'll thrive until you do. It says, meddle and meddle with the fiends of hell, greed and avarice and all those things that lower us, that, that cause us to not be able to live as a tribe together. A tribe of humans with a tribe of life. And metal and metal with fiends of hell and the weirdless white, a fateless wandering spirit you'll be. But keep nature spirits always in mind and all you do and live in balance with them. You'll thrive until you do. Somehow you'll always have what you need. Uh, the fair ones are with us always, whether we believe in them or not. When I teach this, it's not a belief system. It's an encounter practice. Yeah. They're there whether you believe in them or not. And uh, in fact, uh, living in a balanced and considerate relationship with them and the other, the ancestors, human and other, right? Uh, and so living in balance with them is what will bring to you the nourishing roots that you need and I need and we need now more than ever. We need our ancestors, human and other. So I love this moment. The reason I love this moment is right now is when we all should be going, okay, what do I need to do to get ready? In fact, if you can, go take a quick bath. Go take a quick bath. Grab something, maybe a little bit of vinegar, a tiny bit of ammonia, not much, just like a tiny bit. All right. Lemon juice, a little bit of lemon juice if you have that, and a little bit of salt. And put that together. Maybe if you have any uh, Florida water, put that to, a little bit of that too. Pour it in your, wa in your bath water and go in there, okay, and, and pour that water down over you, splashing it, doing what's called, I'll show you, the scissor cut. Going like this, with your hands down you, going, water wash the ill away, water wash it gone. As the darkness gives away, comes the rising sun. And to, uh, do this cleanse everywhere. Scissor cut those things that you were entangled and entrenched with, that you are not carrying with you. And then keep going, water wash the ill away, water wash it gone. As the darkness gives away, comes the rising sun. Water, 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 wash it gone. And I left something out. When I do that, right, here's how you strengthen your magic. You're working with the water. When you're pouring that water in, you've you got it running into your tub. Reach down and so, oh, so gently knock on it three times. Mm. And, and the cadence is do-do-do, so it's too quick, one slow. I don't know why. That's what the elders taught me. And then simply say, sister water. Awaken unto life. Remember your power. And then breathe down upon it. So your breath goes across the waters. I honor you. I honor you and your power. I see your power to cleanse, to clear, 
to bring hope and truth to me. And and then uh, as soon as you feel that power is right, then you get into that water with that stuff that you've mixed up, put it in the water and splash yourself down with it, save yourself a little cup of it. And as soon as the sun comes up tomorrow morning, you throw a little cup, that little cup of it towards the, the rising sun, right? And that's all for your new beginnings. When you get out of that water, get some of that olive oil or, or other blessing or hyssop is nice too. We have a saying, hyssop droplets on my arm, what hyssop touches none may harm. Ooh. And then you just take the, and that nice, that nice. Yeah. You take that a little bit of oil you have. Uh, again, olive oil works just fine. And you breathe onto it. Get your breath commingled with it so the fire in your breath meets the fire in the oil. Awaken unto life. Remember your power. You call, you raise your fingers up with that oil to and name that which you hold most holy God. God, God is all that is, great spirit. Ask that it place its power in the hands of your benevolent ancestors who place their power into this oil now. And then take that oil, reach back to your medulla, and put a little dot of it, then trace it to the front, and then around your head, back to the third eye, and then back up to the fontanelle, which is that little sunk place in the top of your head, and then put a sacred marking, a pentagram, a cross, an equal arm cross, something to mark that area. That's called crowning. So you take a bath to clean off the past. You, on your way out, you save some of that to throw towards the rising sun because that, that's a cleansing bath. Or you can uh, throw it at a, a stump, a rotting stump if you have that. Uh, what's that called? A takedown energy. It depends on how bad your eater was. And then, uh, and then anoint yourself and claim your head. Don't go into this year not claiming your head. The world doesn't have a right to scare you and, and grab your attention and move you into news that's just too much at times, right? Well, we all, uh, what was it? Wayne Dyer said, God has trust his soul. He said, uh, we're all dying of a diet of force-fed fear. Yeah. The, 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 the news is to inform, not conform. You're magic people. We are magic people. I love that. Claim your head. That just hit me really good because things will you know especially right now right now claim it claim it cover it before anything else gets a chance to grab it for yeah. your bills before any of those little things that grab our attention you grab it and say this is a place of all possibility this mind and the mind of the source are one and the same for i and for i and the stars are one if you don't believe you are, remember this, that this crazy little witch with the strange beard said. <laughs> All of the iron in the universe, no exception, comes from stars that have burnt out. That includes the iron that's in your blood right now. So when you're looking up at the stars, going, I wonder if I came from there. Are they looking at you going, I wonder if I've become them? Wow. I wrote something about, about that, a little brief poem, and it was, We are stars with human feet, encountering starlight in all we meet. Know this, grow this, and ignite. The stars will guide you to the darkest night. Claim your place. Claim the piece of the stream that you are into this world. You are of ancient lineage. We were born with stars. Claim it, and then claim the shape of your year. Whatever comes at you that's a challenge is just lemons for the lemonade. Grist for the mill, it makes you stronger and more potent. But whatever you do, don't lose the fact 
that born before any other form of spirituality or mysticism, magic was already here. You see, my elders told me the gods did not give us magic. Magic gave us the gods. Mm. Ah, that is, I'm, I've got goosebumps, Ryan, when we, just listening to you. Now, I am sure many of my listeners are feeling the same way. Um, before we wrap up, tell us about some of your books and what they are, because they're amazing. So, Oh, bless you. Thank you. Well, I, I'm working on my fifth one right now, which is going to be on stones. It's, it's stones, crystals, and gems, but from an animist standpoint which is a lot of old stuff's going to be in that. A lot of science is going to be in I think this is going to be a conversation change, and I'm co-authoring that with a wonderful woman named Susan Diamond. She's one of my, my witch sister. Nice. So that's the new one that we're working on. Uh, but then uh, I have four other books out. Um, the Fairy Teachings, my original one, with a lot of folkloric fairy magic in it. Uh, that's published published by R.J. Stewart. You can find that actually at rjstewart.net. And that's R.J. And then S-T-E-W-A-R-T dot net, because um, uh, it's an online store. RJ was one of my elders, and I would have never written if it weren't for him in this wow. wonderful man. And so, and then after that, the Tree of Enchantments, which lays out the sort of structural part of the system of fairy seership that I teach. It's sort of the driving manual. And then after that was uh, the Candle in the Crossroads, which has been renamed now Mountain Magic. Um, and that has a lot of the stuff that I grew up on, and a lot on the dynamics of the soul. So I put into there just about everything in terms of perspective of the things that I learned, hopefully giving people not just something about here's all these spells to do, but here's also to learn the dynamics of your own soul and how it works, you know. And then uh, after that was the flame and the cauldron, and that's the one on traditional witchery. And uh, that one, uh, it's, it's the thin book. And that's, I've heard it described as an acorn. <laughs> and that one's got a lot of old, old craft uh, in it, you know. Um, so that's what I have now. And I'm, I have other things I'm chomping on, you know, and just started a uh, Ancestral Healers Institute, which I'm starting to train people to do ancestral healing so that we can uh, heal some of the entanglements and entrenchments of the past and elevate our ancestors, get them healed. See, we'll heal as they heal. What are elevator ancestors? Oh, elevated. See, oh, elevated. <laughs> An elevator. I haven't heard that term. <laughs> I'm going to remember that. I'm going to have to. Elevate. They yeah. hang out in this little box. <laughs> it's amazing. There's a little universe in there. Um, the elevated, well, there's, uh, when we think of ancestors, we have to think of the, uh, there are ancestors caught in paradox, uh, and they need healed. The unredeemed, we call it. Then there's the redeemed. They've been healed of their paradox. Then there's blessed. They begin to elevate. Then elevated. They're, they're walking in an elevated, almost angelic state, right? And uh, so there's different kinds of ancestors. And what we want is to the best we can to help them rise in vibration. And how we do that is we have to go to where they are now, the river of blood, and help them out of their paradox if they're there. And... Um, we have to do it on behalf of each other. We have to go with compassion. We have to go with unrelenting love and, and let the river show us where the paradoxes are and and bring them out. Maybe sometime I can lead people to the river and show that's it's powerful. Yes. It's yes. powerful. And I believe it's one of the most important things we can be doing right now is ancestral healing. You know, 
we can't move any further ahead, y'all, with the technologies we have. And our technological uh, reach is growing each day, but our moral and spiritual development has to go with it. Yeah. And we have to loosen up the wisdom that's sitting quietly dormant in our blood. And then we also have to help help heal those wounds. And we can and we must do it. You know. Thank you. Thank you. And I love how you said with your new book, how the, the science is in there with the magic and everything, because aren't they just so completely coming together one? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Science, especially now, is getting holy. Yeah. Uh, science is getting, woo! <laughs> I know. It's like, oh, yeah, well, we've been doing that for a long time. It's got new words. Oh, my goodness. In, improving all this stuff. It's it's in some ways we were some of the first scientists which is yeah yeah definitely we were the first pharmacists you know uh you know the word pharmacute which pharmacy comes from mm-hmm. is an old greek word for a witch they were called a pharmacute uh that's one of the old names for them and and they were often arrested uh because also you know this new medical establishment of men <laughs> wanted mm-hmm. their recipes because they had all the healing recipes and then when they start mixing it with alcohol to preserve, you know, to preserve these things, then cocktails and things like that were born. And wow. so cocktails were originally potions. Really? Potions, yep, they're originally potions. So there's, there's so much more to that history. Um, which has been through it all. We've been there. You know, we are old, very old, millions of years, it's the truth to be told. Yes, yes. And it is in the blood, as you say. Now, if somebody's listening to this and they're going, well, I don't know if it's in my blood or not, but I'm intrigued by this, what would you suggest to them? Well, what I find is uh, if you're intrigued, and this is such a no-no in some ways, right? It's the, it's one of those ultimate no-nos, right? We love that. Uh, <laughs> it's like uh, I'm a gay man, right? So I didn't wake up one day and said, you know, I think I'll be a gay man. I get lots of social perks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no. You know, this is something that wakes from within. So often, when people are drawn to the craft, except for those who just want to grab something that makes gives them power and all that, but for those who say, "I don't even know why I'm drawn," I know that I must. Or they hear someone like us on the radio or TV or whatever now, and that something hits this chord with them. That's their blood saying yes, yeah. and the blood could skip generations. You know, and then wake up in you when necessity, opportunity, and resource come together like the tumblers in a lock. My elders told me when the world needs witches, witches arrive. There's more self-identified witches on this planet right now than ever before in this planet's life. Why could that be? Because she summoned us. Because we're needed more than ever. (laughs) So what I would say is don't question when your interest comes and it's really that down, if it's in the head and head only, you, you can question that a little bit. But when it's, you're feeling it in the heart and in the gut, that's your body's memory. That's the blood and the bones saying wake, it's awakening. Find yeah. a good witch locally and start to study. Yeah, I am seeing it. I am feeling it. I, I, I teach at this one place that isn't based on witchcraft. It's, it's kind of more of a paranormal school. So people who want to hunt ghosts and stuff. But you see those other people, and that's not what I teach, but you see those people who's, oh, oh, and they start leaning this way a little bit. So, yeah, this parent, the ghosty stuff is fun. But what, what are you saying that again about magic and about this path and about, so you see it come out of them. Well, and people drawn towards the otherworldliness or the mm-hmm. invisible side, the, the subtle side of life and nature. 
and doing the ghost hunting work. Most of the ones I've met, as I watched them, I look, I'm like, that's witch blood waiting to happen. Yeah. I know. And it, it's people who maybe were afraid of the word witch, maybe don't even like the word religion or spirituality, but there's a safe place to go. I'm going to be a ghost hunter, but you're really just opening that door to the other side. That That's it's what true. I'm seeing. Many a witch has been awakened by a ghost. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Many a witch has been awakened by a ghost. I love that part of what you do too, because, you know, Bloody Mary, who's a good friend of yours and mine. Yep. Uh, we've been friends for, oh my God, 20 some years. And, uh, I call her the necrotherapist. <laughs> I love that. I've seen, I've, I've personally been involved with her healing spirits, which is a holy work. And I know you do this. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't just midwife the living. No, oh no. You know, you know it's so. a holy place, holy thing. So listen to, listen to the calling. Try to find a witch with good ethics somewhere around. Talk to them. Um, and uh, then start your studies. There's a lot of books out there that are very good right now. Yeah. Uh, much more than there was when I was a little guy hunting for stuff. We had to go to used bookstores and find things that were out of print. And <laughs> we have so much there for us. Yeah. Know? And if folks want to uh, drop me a note, I know I'm sure they drop you. That's where we're going right now. So t- where people, where can people find you, Orion? Well, um, I actually live in Maryland. But I've straddled between here and Santa Cruz. I love Santa Cruz. And so uh, if you uh, go to orionfoxwood.com, please forgive the condition of the website. We're going to be changing that soon. But, you know, the, the, all the, the list of projects. But when, where it says contact us, that comes straight to me. Feel free to write and ask questions. I'm on Facebook and I'm on Instagram, you know. And so those are places to just look at Orion Foxwood on there and... And there I am. So are you, I'm happy to answer. Are you teaching anywhere now, either online or Zoom or anything like that? Yeah, online. I love online. I, I do too. Isn't it great? Oh my God. Oh my God. It's like you can reach more people. There's just, oh, it's just, it's awesome. I feel so grateful. So um, oh, I know one more place too, to tell you about. Awentree.com. A-W-E-N-T-R-E-E.com. Uh at alwintree.com, you will see where it says Orion's Workshops. I have almost 100 workshops there now of all wow. different kinds that you can watch and that you can, you know, uh, that you can see. And I mean, it's a lot of them, including the fairy, traditional witchcraft and conjure stuff. So that's something uh, to, to, if you're interested in stuff that I'm doing, uh, that's a great place to go. Um, I, most of my focus is the book right now. But I'm, I'm doing some other things, revamping uh, where we're going with the House of Bree, which is the Fairy Seership Institute. Because I want to bring forth three tracks, Fairy Healing, Fairy Magic. Uh, and Well, Fairy Seership, Fairy Healing, and Fairy Magic. You know, And the part of the healing one, is that tract is also the healing of the ancestral blood, which I think is crucial. So, so things, lots of stuff going on. That's beautiful. Well, I want to thank you so much. So everybody, OrionFoxwood.com and Owentree. You can see, buy his books. I promise you they are beautiful. And you're going to have to come back again because we have so much more to learn and do. (laughs) Thank you so much. And many blessings to you all. May all the powers of love encompass you in all good ways through the nights and through the days. And at this threshold of the year, conjure it, own it. It's yours and mine. It's not for destiny, it's for magic.
Thank you. You are listening to The Witching Hour. That was the beautiful Orion Foxwood. I am Patty Negri, your guide for this hour. Um, you can listen to this podcast anywhere podcasts are. Um, tell your friends about it. You can find me at pattynegri.com. You can get to all my social medias, and you can look up Orion's social medias as well. I know he is there. So please, like us, follow us, get his books, get our books, and come back next week. You're always welcome at the witching hour because there's always magic. Thank you again. Thank you. Thank you. I love this man. My Paranormal Network.